Cheers, Matthew. All of it's great to have you. Cheers, man. It's great to have you on board. Thank you. I've had a really tough day today, so this... Demanding day. Oh, it's year-end for us finance geeks, so oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, January's always a It's a flipping killer. Right. Happy New Year and welcome to the landmark 10th edition of the uniquely all-age accommodating Tottenham Hotspur podcast, The Year Ends in One, hashtag YE1. We were recently delighted to realise that we're now ranked by podcast curator Podchaser and can now boast ourselves to be a recognised Spurs podcast series. So a huge thank you to everyone who's listened and rated us so generously on iTunes and Spotify. Please continue to spread the word and do leave comments, guys and girls, because the comments have been really good, so that's great for us. Um, since I, Ian Wallace, began my career as an amateur broadcaster last July, myself, my son, 11-year-old Casper, Peter Wright of 62 years, and his son Sim, 21 years, can proudly boast to have featured in 100% of our roundtable Spurs discussions, a record the four of us maintain in this latest edition tonight. Of course... There was no shortage of talking points as the decade drew to a close, with many football fans still in disbelief that it's Jose Mourinho who leads our beloved Tottenham into the year 2020. Joining us for what will no doubt be the first of many powerful appearances on YE1 is a North London-born colossus of a Spurs boy. A huge welcome to Matt Bowers. Hello chaps, thank you for inviting me along. Pleasure. uh, Welcome. Welcome. So the acquisition of Matt, 46 years old, and the rest means that we've got the usual variation of viewpoints underpinned by a vast span of ages and generations around the mic. Just before we give Matt his proper introduction and crack on with the agenda, which will see us review December's absolute saturation of fixtures, as well as a look back at some of the games, goals, players and moments of the last 10 years just passed by, I'd like Sim to quickly remind our listeners of what hashtag YE1 is all about. Sim. Take it well, away. Done, well done with that, Ian. That was Thank a you. bit of a laughable for you. But yeah, first of all, I'd say that you've definitely crossed the threshold from uh, amateur broadcaster into at least semi-professional. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, the podcast is indeed called The Year Ends in One. Why? Well, back in the decade just gone, July 2019 to be precise, myself, Ian, Casper, absent regular Ricky Swarbrick and Peter decided to fill the close season with, initially, with an initially one-off Spurs podcast which would hopefully go some way to illustrating what following this club means to fans of different ages and generations. Many will also be familiar with the now relatively redundant tradition within the club, domestic title success, quote, when the year ends in one, as Chaz and Dave, as the Chaz and Dave number preaches. We lifted the FA Cup in 1901, 1921, 61, 81 and 91, as well as the English top flight title in 51 and 61. There was also the League Cup in 71, and as Ian was keen to point out in our first episode, the Ipswich Hospital Charity Cup in 51. <laughs> Massive win. Mm, absolutely. And fitting for the, the inauguration of the podcast was the fact that at the time of first recording, Casper was and is still 11. I was and I'm still 21. Ricky was 41 with a one-year-old son as well, um, who continues to symbolise the future of our glorious club. And Peter was 61. Uh, we were also extremely grateful to Rob White for appearing and talking so candidly in July about his father, Spurs legend John White, and sharing too what supporting Spurs means to him. Since then, we've brought you a total of nine editions in the form of eight full podcasts and one short show, which could only be described as a snapwad at the time. Um, that was a very, very grim reaction to October's disastrous 3-0 defeat at the Amex against Brighton. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, thank you for sitting through my history lesson. Let's proceed with episode nine. Thanks, Sim. Um, it just shows how far we've come from those uh, heady first uh, first podcasts. <laughs> I'd like to think we're a bit slicker than the than the first time. But also, um, we've got to mention Theo Delaney for his key role in episodes five and six. It's fantastic to have Theo here. Matthew Fletcher-Jones in episodes seven and eight. And Nick Frankel for his brilliant cameo at the end of the Brighton Chain Reaction instalment. So without further ado, welcome back to the year ends in one table, Casper. Hello. And Peter. Hi. And finally, hello to you, Matthew, Mr. Matthew Bowers. Hello, everybody. So I'm just going to give you a little uh, intro to Matt and we find a little few things about him. So Matt has actually played a match on the old White Hart Lane pitch and played very well by all accounts. <laughs> so that makes you better than Serge Aurier in my eyes. <laughs> 
Um, tell us about your appearance at White Hart Lane and how it came about. Well, uh, it was done part of a charity game where you bid for a position and my mum and sister put some money together, bid for, bid for my uh, role in defence there. Uh, so you turn up and you're playing other fans uh, at White Hart Lane. And in the warm-ups, one of the midfielders there, who was probably in his 70s, pulled his hamstring. <laughs> and they said, Matt, would you like to go midfield? And everyone here I play yeah. football with, and we all know I'm not a midfielder. <laughs> so I lasted about 40 minutes in midfield and then edged my way back to where I feel very comfortable, in the, the heart of the defence. And, 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 and also, Matt, you, you had a bit of a run-in with an ex-player who was playing on the other team. Yes, I did. I went in a bit hard on... Martin Allen. Martin Mad Dog Allen. Yes, um, and he scowled at me, and I'll never forget that scowl. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> He's quite a tough guy, a tough tackle yes, player, yes, if you remember. Do you remember him, Peter? Who did he play for? He played for Brentford QPR. He is part of the Allen dynasty. I heard you were pinging 40 yarders across. Like, <laughs> Pod- Pod- yes, yes <laughs> absolutely. I was doing all of that. Who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Matt, just, just so, uh, what, why did you choose to support Spurs? Um, when I was growing up in London, the two main teams were Liverpool in terms of they were winning the titles yeah. and Tottenham were in the FA Cup final in 1980, 1981. Okay. And I didn't actually know where Tottenham was. I'll be yeah. hand on heart. Yeah. Born in South London, yeah. I thought they were possibly a London club, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll choose them. Mm. And that's it. I was thinking yeah. from North London, actually. No, no. Born I already was familiar, right? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Might have to fire fire our stats, man. <laughs> South London. Um, I didn't share the So, um, and what? Just just a couple of real quick things before we crack on. What, what what would you say is your worst moment as a Spurs fan? My worst moment ever as a Spurs fan probably was the Pedro Mendes goal. Oh yeah. Because it, I just wanted to beat United so badly. It was that period we were getting beaten by all the all those the, the bigger teams. Chelsea mm. was smashing us every week. Yeah. Um, and that went over by. A meter over the line. Yeah, yeah. So we all know it's. it's yeah. Yeah. I think you'll provide some redemption for that later on. In yeah, the show. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yard over the line or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very Martin, painful. That Martin Yol just was so accepting of it. Yes. I thought, yeah. I was, you know. Yeah. It was, it was um, for, for Casper, they were, Pedro Mendes scored from the, had a shot from the halfway line and then away at Old Trafford. It was nil-nil and uh, the goal, it went in, clearly went in. The goalkeeper pretty much took it. Roy Carroll, was it? Roy Carroll, yeah. yeah. And it was disallowed. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. But that, that was quite brutal at the time. Pedro Mendes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very good player. Portuguese very handsome, wasn't he? Remember? Beautiful. Um, and um, your best moment as a Spurs fan. Actually, well, we could, we, should we say that? Because it, it might okay. come on with a bit of the decade, yeah? yeah. Okay. okay, so let's let's go to topic one. So nicely um, labelled December Reloaded. So when we sat here at the end of November, having witnessed a start of two wins from two from Jose, we were all in agreement that life after Poch hadn't started too shabbily. But at the same time, we were not getting carried away, and each of us recognised that December will be a huge month. So, following the usual fix, fixture congestion during a festive season, which included a Champions League trip to Bayern Munich and 18 Premier League points to play for, how did we perform in those games? You know, we've played some Manchester United was the first one of them. So, Sim, do you sort of want to take us how you felt that period has gone? Um, yeah, so the United game was obviously a massive letdown, wasn't it? Um... Why, 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 do, why, why was that? They seem flat. Why, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it was funny. No one, I mean, Delhi, Delhi really liked, really made it up, didn't he, with that wonderful, yeah. fantastic yeah. goal. Yeah. Yeah. But just, the performance was just poor. It was, it was, it was very similar to a lot of the recent kind of Spurs performances away from home against the, there still seems to be that kind of, that kind of inferiority complex, maybe. Yeah. We don't, Seem to go into those games thinking we're gonna, thinking we're particularly got much chance of, mm. of winning and maybe get a point. It's the big games, but, isn't it? It's yeah, just not turning up for the big games. That, and that was a real shame, I thought. Um, but the overriding, I, think, I suppose, if you're gonna put December, if you, I think you probably have to split December into the beginning and kind of the second half of it. And I would say the start of December was reasonably promising. It was we still kind of were a little bit on the new manager bounce, if you will. The United game was was what it was. Burnley, Burnley was a great win as well, wasn't it? That was it? brilliant. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the great goals seen at the new. Oh, stadium. absolutely! Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. Thumping five 0 win over Burnley. Yeah. yeah but what, what what do you think? Um, thanks, Sim. What, what do you, what do you think? 
Casper, what do you think was different about the Burnley game? Why, why, why was Burnley like an oasis um, of brilliance in like a dreadful, you know, period of time? I think. Uh, I think I think we were we were playing it long, which we didn't see much um, when we were under under management of Poch. So I think um, Mourinho start sort of tried that sort of play. It came off, and then then sort of trying to play it out from the back again when in against Bayern and the rest and the rest of our games in December. Mm. So I think if he stayed like that, if he stays like that, I think he, I think our play did, should improve. Did you think we were more direct against Burnley? Yeah. Do does anyone else feel that? I, Do you feel I that, Peter? About that game, I just thought we kind of dismantled Burnley, and I don't know. I can't make up my mind whether they were really that poor. Or were we really that good? Burnley were <laughs> awful. Yeah, they didn't have that they guy Barnes who really normally gives us a really, the difference, the really difference, hard time. The difference with Spurs is always if we get an early goal, then we can pulverise a team like that. And that's there's just been a there's been a trend recently. It's not a new one, but particularly particularly in the last what four or five games where we've gone behind in games. Yeah. And then teams sit back and we kind of the Chelsea one we just couldn't we conceded an early goal, couldn't do anything about no, that back five. No. You always know what Spurs are going to turn up within 20 minutes. Yes. If yeah. is it the sort of like go for the jugular, start yeah. quickly, forward thinking, or the turgid, slow, sideways passing, nervousness, and yes. I think in the Burnley game we just went for it. Helpful, helpful yeah. evidence. You, you usually yeah. normally know within 20 minutes. I think you can tell sooner than 20 minutes. I yeah. think within five minutes, it's yeah. pretty apparent. Yeah, I agree. What, what's going to happen? It's what yeah. Spurs have turned yeah. up? Yeah, because I mean the the Wolves the Wolves game for me, I think we were incredibly lucky incredibly to win lucky. that game. Yeah, yeah. And we we came out dreadfully yeah. then. The Norwich game was just but for a ludicrous <laughs> ludicrous offside <laughs> VAR decision, yes. yeah. we would have lost that game. Yeah, as well. Too much about VAR. No, that's a whole other reason, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so it was like it's like shoeless was offside or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but of those. Um, Peter, of, of those games which we're talking about from Manchester United on the 4th of December to the Middlesbrough game uh, a couple of days ago, which would you say was the most worrying game? I, I just... I don't know. You know what it's like? You sit down with a beer. So, and it was the Chelsea game. I have to say, because you sit... It's all, it was on a Sunday, was it? On it was a Sunday, Sunday, yeah, yeah. And I love, I love the December fixtures because it's like... The dark nights and the floodlights and everything, and you just, I just feast of football, and I just was so looking forward to that game, mm. and it's just like you, you sit down and we just, we just didn't come out of the dressing room almost, and that's the manner of the the defeat, you know, from that William goal, it just looked like we weren't. Do you think? Do you, know. you think we were tact? Do you think Jose you got, was tactically undone? Yeah, you got undone by the is. He's the young apprentice, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, because he, he just we went with the three at the back, and it just it just didn't work. Yeah. But do do you do you? I mean, how many times has he played three to the three at the back? We're just we're just looking at he's done um, quite a lot. How many yeah. how many games do you think he's done that? Because he tends to play Vertonghen as a left back who tucks in. Yeah, I think the, the Chelsea one, if I remember correctly, was a back four. And the problem was that they oh, no, they had they, the back three. They had yeah. the back three. They yeah. they brought back tomorrow and people like that, and we just couldn't we couldn't do anything about that. So I think maybe your question was he tactically outdone? I think he was, he, yeah. I mean, he was that day, yeah. And mm. it seems that since then, I think since then, Sessegnon's had a run in the team, and it's it's kind of been the three with the attacking fullbacks, and that's and that's actually been one of the positives I think of of kind of the since the Chelsea game. I mean, Sessegnon coming into the team, yeah. he really has to improve that delivery because that's the difference between, yeah. say, Arsenal and Liverpool, is that when we get in that position, we're getting in the same positions as them, yeah. but the delivery is not there. It's not like Robertson or Trent. Yeah. But just to finish what you're saying, the thing that made, that was the one that stuck out for me, like, just so, such a letdown. Yeah. Because cause we had a chance of being top top four on Christmas We, we would have leapfrogged them, wouldn't we? We would have, yeah. And they're the still sitting on a six-point cushion yeah. from that swing of six points and that's yeah. and our momentum so, yeah. was good yeah. pretty good going up into that game wasn't it yeah but but do you do you think as well do you think that when I don't know if any of you guys I mean me and Casper 
of you know, when we have been watching Chelsea and Leicester recently. I, I, we're, that, that used to be us a few years yeah, ago. Do yeah, you think yeah. that? They're hungry, they're vibrant, they're full of energy. I mean, I hate to say it, but watching Chelsea that day, I, I was just, they were, they were quite impressive. They were fluid, wasn't yeah, they, through yeah. midfield? I mean, yeah. they, were, they were so good. And I look at Leicester as well. Are, are we, are, have they turned into us? Similar, I think, I think, I think yeah. uh, Ricky said that in one of our WhatsApp group, in the Spurs WhatsApp, he said, Leicester are now what we were. How did you say yeah. that? You did. I mean, I really do think that, but but do we? Does anyone, Casper? Do you think? I mean, you had a point about um, pattern of play with Jose. I, I, what have you seen? What what have we sort of seen in in changes? Mm. Um. Well, sort of. We're one game we're a pressing team, and then the next game we're a long ball team, and I think. I think it's hard for players to adapt a different style of play after just say one game, uh, one game saying play a pressing game and then the next yeah. game playing a long ball, and especially in December when the games are such a short um, amount of time between each other. So I think it's hard, especially yes, great point. in that month yeah. for yeah. Pe- yeah. Uh, for players to adapt to different styles of. But play. Do, you, do you think that's not Jose's fault, anyone, Matt? Do you think it's not Jose's fault? He just had the time and he's still trying to work out what is going on with this squad because this squad finished pretty much this squad apart from Walker sorry Pete I'm not going to get you started on that no, this, this, we need a different podcast but, but, for but this, <laughs> this squad pretty much finished second three years ago yeah wasn't it yeah. Barla Reese so, yeah. so it's very experienced they, they played in some huge games and we just look lost at the moment we just don't look like we know what's going on and he's coming in there and he's pretty He's a very smart coach and he knows what's going on. But he's still, for me, making mistakes where I wouldn't be playing that player in that position. But what do I know? Um, well, you know. The, the smiling, happy, ball boy hugging yes. Jose <laughs> that came yes. in yes. saying, I'm happy with the yes. squad. You know, I've got a great squad. Is he? Was he lying? Is he? Is he so I mean, to me, I can see, see. I mean, we're going to yeah. come to that in the yeah. discussion yeah, yeah. about the. Transfer, yeah, yeah, window. the squad, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. He said he was happy with the squad. I can't see. Him. Ricky, yeah. Ricky made such a good point in the um, in the in the group chat the other day as well, didn't he? About it just seems like the media are always trying to derail Spurs, and they're trying they they've tried to they've tried to bill him as with the with the whole clash with the Southampton with the Southampton coach and everything. Yeah, and they've just tried to whip up a storm. Yes, yeah. to, to it just feels like that's. That's what their their goal is. They're not focusing on they're focusing on the Mourinho who failed in his last two jobs rather than the Mourinho who has won twenty five trophies. Yeah. Do it. you think that the press are just out for him anyway? That they love to see big teams fail, maybe? Because I'm yeah. sure I'm sure you could get any fan around this table, um, you know, in for any any yeah. club yeah. and go, Are you targeted by you know, oh, ne- yeah. negative press. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Um, but I, I think he gets possibly more than most. Oh, they sort of love him for a while. Yeah, I couldn't stand him when he was at United. No, I, I still can't stand him yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just want to go back to my point about um, just going about that we don't know our style of play. Yes. And he doesn't know his style of play. I agree. But what, what do you think we should go back to, Peter? What, what do you think? Should we go back to that sort of? Pressing under Pochettino, what 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 are we going to turn into? What do you think Mourinho's style of play is going to be? Well, he doesn't really have an identity. Um, yeah. We don't know whether we. I think that high press thing that Poch introduced. Um, I think Klopp plays a sort of variant of that where he's pressing for a time, but everybody's pressing together, and then they have a little breather yeah. and they try to win. And you got the Man City thing where they try to win the ball back. I, I, I honestly struggling and scratching my head to say what we actually are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the first couple of games when he came in, we went to the West Ham game, didn't we, Sim? And I thought, yeah, he's getting the ball forward, like Casper says, getting the ball forward quickly, and yeah. it's a kind of urgency to the play. I think you know you, you can't be too predictable about it, but I just don't know what, whether we've got the personnel to mm. to press like that. Remember, this is a squad that peaked, I think, in twenty seventeen. Yes, possibly. and there's yeah. some jaded, kind of stale, yeah. kind of guys there now. You know, I think particularly d- d- defensively. You know, that mm. I just think they just look really, really tired. Mm. And, and in, in this period of fixtures, Matt, what do you think was, apart from, say, Burnley, was it, is it, 
obviously Burnley was great, but is there any other bright lights? Is it, have you seen anything in those fixtures no. where you thought no. <laughs> a flat no? no. <laughs> no it was, I, I'm with um, you. It, it, it was an awful month. So what about by, so Bayern Munich away? Did anyone around the table see anything there? No, I, I thought that that was like I, I went into that game with no expectations. Yeah. I thought he was going to play a few youngsters, and I think it turned out the way that it should have done. It's nice to see Sessegnon get on the. Yeah, squashy. Yeah, yeah. Walker Peters played as well. Yeah, did Tanga? Is he called Tanganenga? Tanganenga. He was on the bench. I didn't know he was in the Champions League squad. So did he come on? I, I was I was at my Christmas party. He didn't come on. Barely watched it. Oh, okay. No, he never came on. Okay, so there's nothing. We didn't see anything in Bayern Munich. Wolves away. I sort of felt we got a bit of resilience and we got a victory. So I thought we won ugly. We got the last three wins. That was good. I think, Sin, that's a great point. A streetwise win, a Mourinho streetwise yeah. win. Chelsea. We Chelsea in their pockets at the end was really. Did. It was yeah. a hard listen on the radio, that was. Yeah. It was just so. They looked like they were all over us. But then, I mean, the Brighton game, Boxing Day, for me, was turgid. Absolutely turgid. Went 1 0 up. Yeah. I think, to your point, Sim, you know, we were, they, they sort of. They, they were quite decent. They, they looked really vibrant as well. Yeah, yeah. We just. I mean, we just got players who score goals. Yeah. Really key goals, yeah. you know, Kane and oh, oh, there's Ali. a sum, sumptuous Ali finish in yeah. that game. It was really where, good. But we had to bring on Ericsson because he's the only yeah. one who could see that ball. Sorry, Ricky, I know yeah. you're <laughs> you probably disagree. Ricky, yeah, uh, just, just, just but a He was there. the one who saw that ball that Aurea sort of then yeah. the first time, and it was just a beautiful, sumptuous. Yeah. But to be honest, I'd prefer to see Ali score more goals. Yeah. Rather than less spectacular, like quality, yeah. quantity rather than quality. I don't mind yeah. if one goes off, his, goes in off his backside or his shin. You know? do you think Maria? Do you think Ali has start, he started well under Mourinho? Do, do you think what, what what's happened there with him? Do you think? I think what I think what Deli Ali does a lot. He when he when when he gets a change, he'll start playing well, and then he'll just go back to what he was last his year. His brother. Yeah. Deli Ali's brother. And yeah, and I heard that. At the Chelsea game, we we didn't start playing well until the ninety seventh minute. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure that's the case. We didn't, but, but, we didn't look like scoring until the ninety seventh. But Ali Ali is a key man under Mourinho, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, he uh, just looking at the stats here. I think he started every game apart from the Bayern Munich one, which yeah. he pretty much was rested anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. There's a few winners and losers in in the in the. It's the, the team, the first team in that period. You know, Gazaniga's played every game. Mm. Aurier's a winner. Winks is a loser. Who, who, is there anyone else oh. around the table who you think is a winner or a loser under Mourinho in these games? Uh, a loser so far, I agree. Yeah, he's just not... The thing with Winks, I think he needs people around him who complement his game. Yeah. And I don't think, certainly Dyer and Winks, I never want to see those two play in midfield. But what, what, why, do you, why don't you think uh, Mourinho fancies Winks? I honestly don't know. Mm. I, I, I think it's the argument that he likes to have a wardrobe in the middle of his midfield. Wardrobe. Just in front of the back four. And then, so maybe you could have the wardrobe yeah. and somebody, somebody along, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody alongside him yeah. who could actually play. A wardrobe, that's brilliant. But is that, is that why sort of Sissoko pretty much has started every game? Yes. Yeah, Sissoko I still think Sissoko would be a big player on the Marino. I think he's. Yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at Mourinho's Mourinho's best teams, he's always had the power in the field. Yeah, he's always had. If, if you're talking it's about traditional, yeah, directness, he can kind of he can do he can do a bit of both. He's, yeah. he's got the energy to to track yes. back, but he can he can kind of even if the wardrobe. Yeah, I mean, that's what's injured. Yeah, I mean, that's basically yeah. that's, yeah. that's a purple patch for it, so yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so just just to sort of you know near the end of this little topic, um, Southampton for me. Was and was a real worry, and that really yeah. took me back to you know the days under George Graham. I remember going to Ipswich away. I can't, jeez, must have been early nineties, and the man in the raincoat was stood there, and uh, Sir Guy Redbrov was on the bench, and Gary Doherty was up front. Oh, you know, yes. I remember, I remember watching us get beat three nil, yeah, three nil by Ipswich, and I thought I didn't think it'd get any worse than that, but I felt like that at Southampton, Casper, didn't I? I was a broken man after. They, know, were doing, yes, no. they were doing what we should have been doing against them. Mm. Yes, they, we, they were playing the long ball and we were just 
strolling around defence, yeah, passing we, it around and not getting anywhere. Because me and you said about, you know, the Ings was running the channel. You know, yeah. are we that team? We've got those players who can run those channels. That's yeah. why I don't think losing Kane is the worst thing in the world because we've got Son who's who's fast, Mora who's fast. Yeah. And if we, if we do want to play long ball, I just don't really think Harry Kane's fit for that. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right, actually, because I think they could run channels. We, and, and, you know, we've played well without Kane. Obviously, the new, if anyone doesn't know the news, Kane's out till April. Josh is okay. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Um, But I, 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 just, I, I just got a little theory that, you know, that, that possibly we might sort of play a bit differently and it might sort of force his hand a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? Can I just say something about yeah, the sure. Norwich game? Yeah. I thought for just there was a flash... In the game with Dom and Dombele, I thought he just yeah. looked, he just looked like a player. Mm. That Rabona cross yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he just looked mm. like he's just got the lot, but he just can't stay fit. I don't yeah. know. I think he's the key. I yeah, think I agree. Is. There's a player in there, isn't yeah. there? He, he, he's the, a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Poch has, uh, and Levy has bought all these centre midfielders like Lo Celso and Endon Bele. They're just... And they don't seem to be playing enough. I think... <laughs> For some bizarre reason, Eric Dyer's playing. Mm. But I think I think Casper, to Pete's point, he likes a wardrobe. wardrobe, wardrobe he likes a wardrobe in midfield, yeah. you know. But yeah. these were but the games now. You think Chelsea were so you know they were so fast around us. Even the Southampton midfield were agile and small and fast around yes. yeah. around the wardrobe. We looked very static. The English goal was just slow. so simple. It was yeah. a great bit of skill. Yes, it was. Straight over yeah. the top, and then it yes. just, we were just all. The thing is, those go- those goals will always be scored, won't they? In the Premiership, they're always talking about, oh, you know, that direct ball over the top. Yeah, yeah. That should never be a goal. But there are always goals like that. Yeah. It's just, that's how goals that's, are scored sometimes. You've got a fast player with a great ball over the top. Yeah. But it's really one, but it works. But that's any, sta- that's any standard of football, isn't yeah. it? If you've got a fast player up front yeah. and the and the defence is defending high, yeah. it's going to go over the top of them in yeah. the channel, isn't and we've it? We've got some very, very slow... Yeah, but on the flip side, but on the flip side, we've got some very fast attackers. So possibly under, under you know, with Kane being out, possibly we may. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what anyone else thinks. Is is you know? I've said this before on the podcast. Is Kane? I mean, I love Kane, and he's been fantastic. And we'll come on to him a bit later on. But is it a massive loss? We got to a Champions League final without Kane. Uh, we went to Stamford Bridge and demolished Chelsea. Yeah. Emptied the shed yeah. with uh, Mora. Was it Mora in that game? I can't remember. Uh, Ali Sun, definitely it could have been it. Where the front three were really lightning quick and yeah. Ali scored that magnificent goal. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. you can't forget that Ericsson hauled us back into that game as well. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just yeah. an absolute yes. wonder strike. Yeah. yeah, no, I've, yeah. I've got the... that's, what, that's what you worry about when, when we finally lose him. Yeah. Just, which we will do yeah. in the summer. Mm. Probably, see, yeah. see, that's Ericsson at his best. Yeah. And, and I said this in the um, Southampton game that none of them look like they want to play for Spurs. Mm. All of them just look like they're, they're going to show up every week, they're going to get yeah. paid yeah. 100,000, they're going to go home. It's, mm. it's yeah. no trouble to them. Yeah. They, yeah. they, show up, they show up to a game just to. Pass it round and then they expect. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're spot right. On. So, so just, so just, sorry, mate. So just to wrap up this little section, first section of this uh, recording. Um, so just what, what mark out of ten would you give the team? First of all, in December, in the first two games of um, 2020. Um, what sort of? If I go around the table, Sim, what would you give the team as a mark out of, out of ten? ten? Out of ten, pro- it would probably have to be a five. Just yeah. simply, there were there were some. I would say there was one good result in there, and that yeah. was the Wolves one. And even in that game, I think we were incredibly lucky. Yeah. Um, so, I know, of course, the, Bur- the Burnley one was, yeah, yeah, was yeah, a very yeah, important yeah. one, but it was so long ago that you kind of forget. Yeah. And I think the the January the January games, the, the Southampton yeah. game, was yeah. glaringly worrying. And Middlesbrough, and yeah. Middlesbrough was... Yeah. Just, that team should have been good yeah. enough to, to yeah. go to a championship team and, and win. So. I agree, I agree. But what's so worrying about that? We played one of our strongest teams. Yeah. We mm. had Ericsson, Son, Lucas, yeah. and we still somehow drew to Middlesbrough. Casper, what would you give Mark out of 10 for the team in for those period of fixtures? Four, three. You are harsh. <laughs> um, Craig Rebel Hall and what mark would you give them Peter um, so so did you say it was 7 points out of a possible 18 we got it must have been something yeah I guess no more than 
on the basis of that. Nine. It was, it was, it was a bit more than We beat Wolves. Like, like ten. No, we beat Wolves. It we beat Brighton. Ten points out of... But that's... Yeah. It was seven, wasn't it? We beat Wolves, Brighton. Ten points out of 21. No, ten points out of 21 in these period of fixtures. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would give us no more than a four. four. A four? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. And so, Matt? Same four. A four? Okay. And I just want to give you a mark for Jose as well in this period out of ten. Sim? In in December or...? No, just the period of fixtures. Manchester United to Middlesbrough. Um, for Jose. Because sometimes well, yeah. you can't attribute all the blame to... Yeah, I mean, he's... In his to his credit, he's trying to he's trying new things. Yeah. So with the with the back three and and kind of stressing you on, I think he's to be honest. I mean, I know what what people around this table think of Aurier, and I think until <laughs> until until Serge Aurier is is not playing right back for us, I just think he's just he's gonna have someone who's gonna let him down every game. Yeah. Okay. And so he's trying different things. Um, so what are you gonna give him? I'll we'll- give him. Bruno Tognoli, come on. I'll, 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 I'll give it a 6.5. 6.5. Casper, what are you giving Jose? I'm probably going to give him a 7. Oh. Because I don't think any of it is his fault. I think the players just don't want to play anymore. Okay. I think, like, Ericsson wants to leave. Um, um, Vertonghen wants to run down his contract. Yeah. So I just think people are going... Like some of the older people in the squad are just going, oh, well, I'm going to leave soon. Okay, interesting. So, so you get seven. Yeah. Okay, seven. That's a fair, fair mark. Good points. Peter, what mark are you, Jose? Because he got out-tacticked in the... Um, yeah, was that such a word? Yes, yes it is that. In, 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 the, in the Chelsea <laughs> game, he was completely out-foxed, didn't I? I'll give him five. Yeah. Five? Okay. Five. Well, yeah. and, and Matt? Well, I raise your five. I'm, going to give, I'm actually going to give him six and a half because... He makes early substitutions. Okay. When the team is playing badly and yeah. the formation's wrong mm. and people are out of shape, yeah. he will take them off. And I love that. That's, yeah. that's that for me just that's courage management. Yeah, that's, that's really yeah. interesting. Courage management. I like that mm. term. Yeah. We might start. We, it first. we might can we hashtag that in there? Courage out tactics. Out tactics. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, well that that's interesting. So we'll wrap that. I think I think the average. I haven't really, uh, even though maths is my job, I haven't really can't be bothered to work out. How are you? Really. What, would what you do I think? I, I, I would be a six point five. I think because okay. I don't really think I'm not a huge fan of Monerino, but I give him a six point five. Yeah, I like, like there's there's bits in him I like, mm. and I think he's hamstrung a little bit. But we'll come on to, yeah, to that, that a little bit later. Poch did seem a bit devoid of ideas towards the end, so at least yeah. at least Mourinho is is kind yeah. of he's he's making the decisions. Also, we've talked about you know talking to talking good about. Um, Mourinho makes us feel a bit dirty because we love Poch so much. It's mm. like, you know, cheat, yeah. cheating mm. on your girlfriend. Man in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still talk about, him. about the man in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about him. Okay, guys, let's wrap up that. So we've still got the second uh, topic still to go in this podcast. The excitement is uh, palpable. So being the first show of 2020, we thought it'd be right to use the rest of episode nine to reflect on what's been a pretty transformative decade for the club. With five permanent managers, four home grounds, no silverware, but a Champions League final just last season. It's certainly been as much as a roller coaster of a 10-year period as any other at Spurs. In light of that, lads, I'd like you to share with our listeners two of your two of the following: your favourite game, your favourite goal, a standout player, or simply a top moment which occurred between the 1st of January 2010 and the 31st of December 2019. So, any one of those. So, Matt, shall we use you as you're the guest? Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Ian. Um, now, my memory's not obviously great, and <laughs> I tried to pick these two memories from what, what I thought were the last decade, and they weren't. They were 2004. <laughs> but anyway, I would have put them in anyway. because I'm like, from this century. Was it to yes. make <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't. No, no. no. Um, my first highlight of the, the last sort of 14 years or whatever it was, was Paul Storteri's goal against West Ham. Ooh. Oh, wow. When was I, that? Was that this decade? No, no, no. When was it? 2006. It was, two, I think it was 2005 or 2006. 2007, I think that was. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll call that millennium. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The memory yeah. wasn't working quite good. Yeah. But yeah, just, just, just a wonderful, wonderful goal <laughs> yeah. when the keeper saves it and he pushes it straight to Storms into his path. Yeah. And this, this defender, who's never scored for Tottenham, and he's made this lung-busting... Yeah. 100-yard run, 
and just tapped it in. And it's it was a 4-3 just... game, wasn't it? 3-2. 3-2. Uh, they went, they went 2-1 late, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So, so that was wonderful. Um, I don't really have a... Oh, actually, no, I do. My The worst moment of the last decade was being in Europa League. Oh. I hated it. I, I hate everything about that, that competition. It's yeah. awful. I hate playing on Thursdays because you invariably lost on Sundays. Yeah, and you miss Emma Dow as well. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and there's rubbish music in Europa yeah. League, you know. Whereas the Champions League, everyone around yeah. the table we can sing it, can't yeah. we? Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Champ. You know, yeah. Apart so, from Peter Crow, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that, that's fine. Okay, like yeah. that. So, so, uh, so. yeah, I, I, do you know what? If someone says Sport Paul Stoutieri, I would have. Um, I would have said it was this decade. Yeah. But then I... That, see, that's what I thought, yeah. But I am uh, nearly 70. <laughs> I love that, Matt, because there had been plenty pelting toilet rolls at Jermaine Defoe yeah. in that, you know, the Lasagna Gate game. Yeah, the really? previous season. Oh, the year before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they'd thrown toilet rolls. And he was the one who actually made the break. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Defoe is never going to pass the ball, is he? Well, I, 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 it was something was his shot got pushed out to Saltaria. Yeah, it did. Yeah, just like, what's he doing up there? Yeah. I, I've actually just shown Matt a note of mine, which was one of my moments of the decade, and it is Paul Stastyari. Oh, so no, no, because it's the wrong decade. But I didn't, uh, I didn't do my research normally. I, I normally, <laughs> I normally have Casper to do my research for me. Um, so Casper, would you? Uh, what, what would? What two, two little standouts do you want to choose of the decade? Uh, Obviously, this decade you've only been alive pretty well. You're pretty much. Whole of it, yeah, the whole of it. <laughs> Eleven years old, yeah. Um, probably my goal of the decade was probably Delhi Alley's at um, Crystal Palace. Good choice. Great goal. Um, or Victor Wanyama's against Liverpool oh, at Anfield. Yeah. 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 That was a face what? melter. Um, That's still travelling. <laughs> mainly because. <laughs> Mainly because um, Ali was like such a young player and for him to score like such a great goal like that yeah. was really good for him personally. And yeah. that probably was one of the games that put us in reach of Leicester, which yeah. didn't quite go to plan. Yeah. And then my moment of the decade was probably the last game at White Hart Lane, mainly mm. because uh, we never usually beat Man United and to beat Man United on the last game... Uh, was really uh, special and for like uh, everything to go really well yeah. with like the rainbow and everything. Yeah. And Amazing atmosphere. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Um, everyone waving the flags and yeah. Yeah. and then obviously all the legends coming out. Yeah. And my player of the decade, probably probably Harry Kane for me, um, scoring a lot of goals and getting. Uh, on the score sheet for England in crucial games in like the World Cup and for Spurs, so yeah. I mean, how many goals did he get? Has he got in? Uh, one hundred thirty-six goals in one hundred ninety-eight games. In I mean, that's, that's not bad, is it? That's phenomenal in that decade, wasn't yeah. it? That's that's a really considering good one. he only started in about twenty fifteen. So yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Made his debut. Yeah, you've actually had three there, Casper, but we'll let you off that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, Sim, what's what's your couple of uh, standouts yeah. from the um, decade. Yeah, so I was going to plead for artistic license here, but uh, it seems like Matt's already uh, <laughs> helped me out there, so sure. I, don't, I don't feel like I'm pushing the boundary too much here. <laughs> I've actually gone for a favourite month. Oh! Yeah, and it's um, and it's not a full month. It's, it, it transgresses two months, this does. July. Oh, so it's... But no, it was... It was um, so it's actually a month plus two days, and it is the period from the 3rd of April 2010 to the 5th of May 2010. Wow. Hey. Um, so on the 3rd of April, we were beaten 3-1 at Sunderland, and it looked like our top four hopes were gone. Yeah. Um, we sold in the, uh, Darren Bent we sold in the previous summer, we scored after a minute. Yeah. It was just one of them really disastrous games, we scored a penalty. But then Gomez saved two of his penalties as well. It's just we a gave really away two penalties, didn't odd. We, we gave away three in that game, oh, yeah. but he missed yeah. two of them. And he actually missed one at the late and earlier in the season as well. So he actually missed three penalties against us. That it's Espinosa, I think, was like a yeah. nightmare. Um, but yeah, so we lost that game when we fell to fifth. And coming up, the next five games, Arsenal at home, who we hadn't beaten since 1999, mm. anywhere, in any, in any yeah. competition. Chelsea at home in the same week. So the Arsenal one was midweek, the Chelsea one was on the weekend. Man United away, Bolton at home, and Man City away. So we just thought, there's not a chance, we're not, we're not going to get in the top four. 
Mm. And but yeah, then we beat Arsenal. We beat Arsenal in that game. The Danny Rose goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The unbelievable yeah. Danny Rose goal, which I think just set the yeah. whole thing rolling. Um, and then on the Saturday of the Chelsea game, I don't know if any of you remember Paul Scholes' goal in injury time at at um, in the Manchester derby away to Man City. Yeah, I do Dur- remember that. coming back. From yeah. The so yeah, so <laughs> we'll remember. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah, you must have been listening, listening on the radio. On the radio yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Paul Scholes scored that, so it gave us a chance to go ahead of City again, which we didn't think we'd have the chance of doing. Yeah. We went above City by beating Chelsea at home, so we won those two massive London derbies in that week, and it kind of meant we had a free hit at Old Trafford. We went to that game, didn't we? Yeah. Old Trafford, we lost it, but it was we still stayed fourth because of results going our way or something. Um, and then we got we really scraped past Bolton in the home game. I remember as we always proper, used to. It yes. was a proper, it was a proper power driver yeah. from from Huddleston. Yeah, you could just strike the ball like, like yes. half a player, yeah, yeah, yeah. striker mm-hmm. of the yeah. ball. And then obviously there was the crouch, the crouch, um, the crouch winner at City. Oh, yes, is that, is that your? Oh, just in the top a, I just yeah. said that. You said that earlier in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, as a Tottenham fan since two thousand and six or whatever, I mean that moment of Crouch putting us in the Champions League for the first time. Yes. Yeah. That was only superseded this year by the Lucas Moura moment. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, that went a level above. Yeah. But for but until until then that was defining that, moment. Yeah. yeah it, it exercised that ghost of Lasagna mm. Gate as well, didn't it? Because yeah. that stopped us getting in the Champions League. So that was my that moment. was my favourite month. I like that. This That's a brilliant. That's a really where you good ran one. behind the goal when he scored. Yeah, just yes. just yes. Shot, just yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Was that I, I, the one where where yeah. Harry Redknapp got absolutely drenched? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He looked furious, yeah. 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 didn't he? But yeah, yeah. Like, he held it together and then <laughs> behind the scenes. But yeah. there's there's this, there's this new thing that the youngsters are, are saying uh, a lot about, and when they see goals and celebrations. If you tell me the other day, was it you telling me, Casper, um, that limbs? So if someone scores a goal, if you see loads oh, of limbs, limbs, yeah. limbs, and I think the Man City game uh, when Crouch oh, scored yeah. limbs behind the goal. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you, do you tell me that? So it's all about your arms in the air and oh, everyone going crazy. Wearing so, them like just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, I think Pete, you've got a good story about um, the David Bentley thing as well, haven't you? With um, Noel Gallagher behind the scenes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, Met uh, lucky enough to meet at the songwriting, songwriting sort of the Ivor Novello was, and we spent like the whole. I love afternoon. the fact. Sorry, Pete. I love the fact he just drops in the Ivor Novello. Say anything about music? Yeah. And he yeah. just I, I, said, I, I invited him to name. And he just said like, "The Bentley's <laughs> out of there, man." He says, "Harry ain't having it. He ain't having it." Oh, really? <laughs> he says he's not having it. Oh really? Yeah. Because of that, uh, yeah. he didn't look happy, did he? No, no. He's like, four hundred. Yeah. Suit or, uh, yeah. Probably had Every his phone in there in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe his tax return in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What What will be yours then, Peter? What will be your moments or goal? Zeka, what, you, what are you going to choose? Well, I'm going to take you back to Old Trafford in 2012. Ooh. September, yeah. 20, September the 29th, 2012. Wow. So right. a goal and the game. Like, okay. It's like a favourite game because it's just we, we went to the game because yeah. uh, I'd... Uh, Finished work, Simeon came to meet me and we went to Houston. We went up and it was an, even, was it an evening game? It was an evening oh, game. Yeah. yeah, so we'd had 23 years where we hadn't beaten United at Old Trafford and they had all the big hitters. They had Rooney, they had Van Persie in their side, mm-hmm. um, Van der Sar, uh, Ferdinand. They were all, you know, they had all them. And, and we had the Pedro Mendes incident, which he had mentioned, Matt, and, uh, mm. and by default, we should really have won that game because it was finished 0-0. Yes. But this kind of game kind of laid to rest that goes. And uh, we started out with um, Jan, Super Jan, marauding into the box for the opening goal and sweeping it past Van der Sar. That was the first, I think that was the opening goal. But the second goal is the goal, that defining goal for me is where Bale picks it up maybe just about midway into their half, sweeps past um, Scholes, I think it was, and then you see Ferdinand sort of like trailing in his <laughs> wake, which to me was the end of Ferdinand, really. Mm. And then he sort of goes across towards the right and then hits it across the keeper mm. with his right foot, you know, and across Van der Sar, you know, and he sort of nestles in the corner, and we had a really... We had a quite a good seat. I just can still visualise that seeing that the, ball just roll. It's, it was he yeah. hit it really low, didn't he? It just rolled across the keeper. And yeah, he just hit it right across the keeper, and it's just a great, 
And then we'd been to Old Trafford where we'd been 2 0 up and we'd had this hell of a capitulation and lost 5 2. And uh, maybe about three years before that, I thought, here we go again. And when I think it was Kagawa pulled one back for them. And then I think Dempsey went up the other end and Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey, yeah. This guy, we were, which turned out to be effectively the winning goal. And yeah. we, we, we went 3 1 up, mm. but then. Who, who, somebody pulled one back for them, didn't they? They went, um, went yeah, to 3 I mean, 2. It was 3 1 and then 3 2, yeah. And then yeah. somehow hold, held on to that. I don't know who scored, no, scored no, the no, second no. goal, but Van Persie missed an absolute sitter. Oh, brilliant. A real, you know, that was just yeah. stressful. And, and Rooney really put one onto the crossbar like, in yeah. the dying seconds, but you know. And I, and I picture the, Ero, you know, the Erosmo shirts? Yes. With the collar? Yes, mm. yeah, I do, yeah, that, yeah. It was that, that kit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and that stony look on Fergie's face at the end. Yeah. It was great to you know, be the one at him, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was his last season, wasn't it? And yeah, the and last chance to do it. Him and Scholes had witnessed, witnessed so many Spursy mm. performances yeah, yes. where we, you know, so that was just... Was he the manager who used to say, when, whenever he was facing yeah. Spurs, say, come on, lads, it's Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And they'd almost won the game before. Yeah, I mean, we had correct. so many... Week. Yeah. We had yeah. Dembele, Bale, and Dembele and Sandro bossing the midfield yeah. in that game as well. See, it? I Real. saw this thing where um, it was like ever since um, Dembele's gone, we've just looked really flat in midfield. Yeah. Yeah. There hasn't really been anything anything mm. going on. And I think in that season, in the uh, in the last in the lane, where that partnership yeah. between uh, Dembele and Wanyama really worked. No, mm. you're right. Yeah. They had energy. Then it's just. Yeah. Really yeah. And that, what was yours? I'd be interested to know your. your uh, uh, yeah, have you finished yours? Can I just say one yeah. last thing yeah. about that? Sorry to yeah. argue. That United team went on to win the title. Oh, did they? As well, so, yeah. Okay. Just oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to bring a couple of things out that, that I heard the other day. I don't know how true this is, but it must be because I read it somewhere that it was Spurs' um, first trophy less decade in really? history. Wow. And it oh, sort wow. of feels about. Well, that's horrible. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, and that's I think it is. Stat. And Casper, you're a Jonah because you've Cause been alive in this. Ever? Ever? For, yeah, in their history. So I suppose 01, 02. Oh, yeah. And we had the, one of the best teams and the best managers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a horrible. Yeah, yeah. a trophy list decade. Surely, surely it must have nearly been that for Liverpool as well. I think they won, they won a League Cup, didn't they, in 2012? But it's still it's a pretty. All very barren for them, isn't it? Very barren. Yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe. But that's interesting. I mean. I don't no, know. Sometimes you find there's a lot resting on that. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So so my so my sort of goal of the decade was the Ericsson goal away at Man City where we won two one. Mm. I can't remember what season it was, but I think it really defined us as being a real eating at the top table. I think yeah. you know the City were really flying then. And I remember it was a great ball through ball from actually the goal. The goal possibly wasn't that important, but it was a lovely finish by Ericsson. But on I just his felt. As well, wasn't it? Sorry. On his birthday. It wasn't, but yeah, it was a Valentine's Day. You're right. So it was, yeah. It was just, it was just that goal. I think it felt as we won two one. I thought it just propelled us a little bit. People took us a little bit seriously. Yeah. I think that that game, and also the limbs behind the goal, which is going to be my new thing. Limbs, hashtag <laughs> limbs. But the moment, the moment of the decade, there's been quite a lot. You know, obviously been quite good having you know Casper in in this in this decade as well. So Real Madrid for me when we went to the game was brilliant. That was a real. Personal great moment for me in a decade, but at the moment for me in a decade was Ajax because I just don't think as a Spurs fan, mm. I just think it was just brilliant. It was just great. It was Spurs all over. So I just think it, it, was, it was so good that the final didn't matter because you'd already it, the final mattered, yeah. but it was you'd already we'd already won with that moment. I, I don't think any of I don't think Liverpool even watching them lifting the trophy would have felt exactly the same as. Would have felt the same as when that goal went in for us. Do you know what? I, th- I think you're right, Sim, and we've talked about this a lot. I think, but is that is that the mentality of a Spurs fan? Football you know, is about yeah. moments. moments. It is. It's yeah. about moments. Do you know what, Peter? You're right. You said this before. Football is about moments, and you know, I think the more you know, I'm trying to sort of not be so preoccupied with other teams and just enjoy the moments of Spurs. Enjoy going to Spurs ground. Enjoy Spurs and not being so preempted. Mm. It might be because we're pretty rubbish at the moment. So. <laughs> that's why yeah. VAR is such a bad thing because it's taking away that rush of excitement. Peter, yes. you're, you're spot on. It's taking that, that is away another, from people. That's a whole other... Yeah, that's, that's a whole other... Because we I, heard, I heard this thing when we were watching the Brighton game where it was like... 
Oh, you think you've scored, you've gone off celebrating, you've yeah. run all the way back to the halfway line, and then you realise it's offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah it must be. Yeah, it does, yeah. Remember Clive Allen when he, uh, I don't know if uh, the younger ones don't remember, but Clive Allen scored 49 goals in one yeah. season. One game. And, <laughs> one game. And, uh, and uh, every time he scored, he would go off and slide on his knees. You know, imagine VAR now, you score 49 oh. times in VAR. Like, yeah, no. I mean, it just well, be different. I saw, I saw Jason Hughes from Manchester, he did all the old... And just as celebration, yeah. Yeah. go go talk talk. Yeah. You look a bit, you look a bit of a knobhead. It, really, it really curbs celebrations, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Just go, but you, you know, you bring out the mask. Yeah. The um, bloke at Fulham, you just bring the mask out and do somersaults <laughs> and go like that to the crowd. You look like such a wally. Yeah. But do you think it has curbed the You're celebration? Taking that away. It's taken that away. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do. I, the euphoria. That rush, yeah. it's gone. As know. a fan, though, do you think you? I don't think as a fan because surely if you score and. You know, it's like an offside. I don't know. Is it is it taken away that? Totally. I, I, we might be digressing as this. We is are. A, that's this a, is a huge subject. That's now, a, <laughs> see now as a fan, when your team scores, you're like, oh, that'll be ruled out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're so scared of celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want the other team to go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you celebrate yeah. and you're like, oh. I'm looking yeah. at the referee to see if he's listening. Yeah. Or listening. That's what the first thing I'm looking at. Because when you're not jumping, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also being at the games, when you watch it on TV, I think it's a little bit. Easier, but I think when you're at the game and they're doing VR, you think, well, what's happening? What's happening? Yeah. Whereas yeah. in rugby, I know we're digressing, but you know, yeah. in rugby they they sort of on the mic, they talk about it, they they tell what's yeah. happening. Anyway, it felt was, if, sorry, one, one more thing on that. Sorry, right, no, 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 it felt very the Middlesbrough game. There wasn't VR, was there? And it uh, felt really different because that I think that goal probably on the balance was offside, but you saw the guy from Middlesbrough going for a goal. And I looked over at the linesman and his flag was down. I thought, okay, there's the mm. linesman flag's down. See, so, you so that was that was football in its normal form. The, yes. the flag's not up, so it's, yes. so it's going to be a goal. Which when is a we were watching fun. it, you said, oh, he's offside. And then you looked yeah. at the linesman and, I was like, and you were like, oh, wait, that's not offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The flag, yeah. you go, brilliant, yeah. offside. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Anyway, VAR might be everybody. a whole a whole new world, yes. So, um... Thank you again for listening to episode 9 of The Year Ends in One. Um, do listen to episode 10, which will feature the same participants and will drop shortly after this edition. Um, drop, so I'll sound like down with the kids, don't I? <laughs> um, oh, thank you, mate, thank you. In it, we'll attempt to, the unenviable task of, eleva- of evaluating the current Spurs squad before pitching suggestions as to how we should move forward in this January transfer window and in future windows. So... Thanks again. Thank you, Matthew, for your uh, Virgin um, podcast. Well, you enjoyed it? I've absolutely loved it. It's been Good. great. And you've gone, and you've gone through uh, three cans of Cronenberg, so episode 10 should be fantastic. Well, that's a normal hour's work <laughs> for me, so uh, thank you. But thanks, guys, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening.